oh my god I'm so privileged that I get to be one of the first people that listens to this and they're interested in my opinion about it and I can tell them that I think this is amazing before you know the world gets to hear it like that's always been something that really excites me it just hadn't really occurred to me that I could turn my hobby into a job things are definitely moving in quite an exciting direction and I think a lot of a lot of people are really you know really trying to actually make change you know to make significant change in these areas and, and widen out these opportunities to to more people and that you know that can only be a good thing for all of us Hello everybody and welcome back to Noisy and Outspoken, the podcast. This is the first time I've actually spoken to anyone today. I mean, this is just a microphone, so apologies for the huskiness in my voice in this intro. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Kat Kennedy, who is an artist manager at Big Life. She's been working at Big Life for 16 years. Within her role, she manages We Are Scientists, Emily Sande and Liz Lawrence. She's a crucial part of Big Life's journey and how they've worked over the last 16 years. I first heard about Kat through Lazy Day who she used to manage and Tilly from Lazy Day was actually on the first season of the podcast. Kat was selected as a participant in the 2020 to 2021 Key Change campaign. She's a very renowned artist manager due to her vast amount of experience working in the industry. This episode was really interesting to host. It was obviously incredible to speak to someone with such experience in the industry and I feel like a lot of the time the guests on the season are quite new and by new I mean within the last five years but speaking to someone who had 16 years of experience and knows so much and know so many people in the industry was just incredibly interesting and I really enjoyed our conversation. If you want to know anything about becoming an artist manager I would say this is definitely the episode for you. Anyway I hope you love it and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I've heard a lot about you as we were talking pre-podcast. I've heard a lot about you from Claire, who manages all of Gartland, and then also who used to manage Tilly. So I've heard a name float about in multiple different avenues of the music industry. And then I was having a little stalk on Instagram and I was like, wow, you do you do a lot. And I was like, oh, I need definitely need to talk to you. Oh, thanks. So yeah, thank you for saying yes. Oh, well, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> so I wanted to know a little bit about how you got into being an artist manager, because I did the typical LinkedIn stalk before the podcast, which is how you find out anything about anyone in the music industry. So yeah, I saw that you you studied English Lit at Cambridge. Is that right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Unless you're a liar on your LinkedIn. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's actually true. Dreamy. <laughs> and then you became an assistant manager. You've been at Big Life the whole time, is that right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I basically started doing student radio. So when I was at uni, I didn't, you know, music had always been my passion, but I didn't have any sort of, until right at the end of my uni days, I didn't have any aspiration to sort of get into music. It wasn't really what, I, I it just hadn't really occurred to me that I could turn my hobby into a job. But yeah, I was doing student radio for what at that point was called CUR 1350. I think it's called Cam. FM now and just absolutely loved it I mean we had something like 30 listeners like it was really like we took ourselves so seriously considering <laughs> we had like hardly any listeners at all but it was a really awesome time to be doing it because at that point record labels still had you know they still had budgets to send stuff to student radio stations and student press you know there were alternative promotions departments and loads of like student promotions departments and so we'd get loads of free music we'd get into review gigs and we had um I was on the committee for two years I was the head of music and it gave me loads of connections with people in the industry and I just really enjoyed it and we had a great time doing this 
conversation and it sort of began to gradually occur to me that I was spending more time doing that than doing my degree <laughs> and enjoying it more and thinking oh maybe there's a way to to try and get into music so my route in was via basically all the people that I'd met through doing student radio I kind of reached out to everyone that I'd worked with everyone that had sent me music and said hey you know have you got any opportunities for work experience or internship the sort of the key one for me was I did an internship at a record label that at that point was called Sony BMG and the guy that I worked with there sort of became a bit of a champion for me and was looking out for if there were any entry-level jobs and he found out about a role that was going at Big Life which was on reception and you know I'd sort of been trying for what felt like ever to get a paying job in music and I got an interview for for this job and I literally didn't know what management was like my it wasn't my aspiration to get into management I was looking at I was looking at PR I was looking at promotions you know I was looking at record labels but it was the the first thing that offered me a a paying gig was on the switchboard at at Big Life and I realized really quickly that management was the most exciting place to be because you do everything you know you're involved at the sort of you know at the core of helping an artist to achieve what they want to achieve and at Big Life we work in quite a sort of open plan way so even though I was at the very kind of bottom of the rung I was making tea I was answering the phone I was assisting people I could hear all the conversations that were going on at every level and it just seemed fascinating to me and it wasn't long before they let me start working directly with artists and yeah I've sort of been there ever since I've been in lots of different roles I've been there for nearly 16 years and it is quite unusual I would say to be in the same company for for that period of time but I think it's just a credit to to the company that they've always encouraged me to progress and to you know to start taking on artists myself and you know to to learn from within and be promoted from within and so yeah so I've been lucky enough that I've been able to develop my career in management all within one company which has been great so yeah so that's how I ended up where I am now I'm now general manager I look after all the other management staff make sure that all the managers have got the right support but also I've got my own roster of artists that I work with and producers as well and yeah it's 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 great yeah I was gonna say management's always one of those things that's intrigued me because obviously I came in from a photography point of view but I was always really fascinated about what manager did because I'm such a people person I was like that's so cool you get to like also a massive risk because I remember I was talking about this with Orla and I didn't understand how if you're an artist manager you don't really get paid as such unless the artist does well you kind of have to take a bit of a risk yeah. you have to put a lot of faith that an artist is going to do well would you say you have to have kind of an eye slash ear to be like okay they're going to go somewhere because if not you're putting a lot of risk in something that really might not pay off yeah you you absolutely do you've got to be passionate about it because I mean for, for one thing how can you convince anybody else that something's worth listening yeah. to if you're not passionate about it yourself but but you're right and that's increasingly become the case that it takes quite a long time before we as managers will make any money because we only commission on profit so while everybody else gets paid a fee for doing the job that they do you know you'll pay your promotions team everybody gets paid we don't get paid until the artist makes money because we don't think it's fair for them to be having to pay everybody and they're not making any money but it does make it difficult and especially these days as it's taking longer and longer to develop things it's taking longer to get to a point where you are you know building a sustainable business around your artist and there's fewer situations where you get a big advance that then everybody gets paid from it you know it's becoming increasingly difficult and so you really do have to believe in it you've got to believe that it's that it's worth putting in the time and that you know that the the people that you're working with have have a business it always seems strange to be talking about it as business because it 
it's about creativity and it's about arts but you also have to have a business head on to go is this something that people are going to buy into is this something that fans are going to want to buy a t-shirt come to a show you know because there's been loads of things that I've loved that I've worked with that just haven't worked out for whatever reason either you know the timing wasn't right or they're just getting there and then the band splits up or you know it, it keeps happening it happens all the time and so you can end up putting a lot of time in and a lot of effort into into projects that then don't end up becoming financially viable so yeah you have to be passionate about what you're working on you have to believe that at some point that's going to happen yeah it's super interesting because I think that level of risk is something that probably a lot of people don't realize about management and if you're maybe just listening to this and you're say still studying and you kind of want to break into the industry and you're not quite sure what element to go into that is part of what happens as a manager you don't again as I I completely agree with you you do have to have that kind of business head on to be like look like it's got to it's got to do well because if not none of us are going to make any money and although it shouldn't be about money we don't live in a world where you can like trade cows like we've got you've got to to live (laughs) so there is always an element of that despite it all coming back to being creative it's a super interesting like line that I find so fascinating and also seeing so many artists kind of like I think due to the pandemic people have kind of come out of just social media like people just seem to have exploded online do you think that plays a big part in how you invest in an artist as to like the, who follows them, what their engagement is. Does that does that play a role? It does. I mean, it can be overstated because I think I've always believed, and I think it's the sort of the ethos of big life is that, you know, you get the music right and everything else follows. Like I've all, for me, I find it really difficult to work on something if I don't believe in the artist and believe yeah, in the music. So you can get as many amazing stats as you want. But for me, I still feel I really need to, it's, it's got to be something where I believe in the music. But yeah, I mean, definitely that stuff is super important. And And it's so much harder for artists now because they can't just make a record, deliver it and go, my job is done. You know, a lot of artists don't feel comfortable on TikTok or don't feel comfortable with the kind of endless content creation that they now have to do as as artists. And it is a conversation because it's not why a lot of them got into it originally. And yet it is really important. Like it, it isn't just about making a great record. There is so much else that you need to do to you know, to connect with fans and to make sure that your music stands out or to them, because there's just so much now that, you know, there's so many tracks being uploaded to Spotify and to all of the DSPs every day. You you do need something that sets you apart. And I think the pandemic has been a really interesting time for new artists, because so many of the routes that you would go down to find fans, you know, supporting other artists, playing festivals, you know, playing in front of people that have never seen you before, all of those were just closed off immediately. And so we were left with the ways in which you can reach out to people online. And there's lots of, you know, there's obviously lots of great success stories from people that have done that. And, you know, people that are coming out this end going, you know, I've got loads of fans. I can see there's loads of streams, but I've never met any of these people. Like, I think Holly Humberstone said that she was like, I've got, you know, I've got these millions of streams, but I didn't really believe that any of them were there until I actually did a show. But it's also on the flip side, I think it stunted the momentum of a lot of artists who weren't sort of basing their entire strategy on what you can do online because it doesn't work for everybody and I do think it's been a really difficult time for artists and for bands for whom that isn't their natural platform because it is important but it isn't everything yeah completely but it became almost like the way that you could be an artist 
during this sort of last weird 18 months and I do think there are, I do think there are people whose whose momentum and, and career trajectory will have changed you know forever because of this time and some for for the good you know I think some people have come out of it really well but I think there are other artists that it's just been it's just proved too difficult to keep it going yeah I think it's it's so true and I mean as like a consumer of the content I completely understand that you're a musician speaking to the musicians here like you didn't necessarily sign up to be a musician and therefore oh I have to have a viral TikTok account like it you don't sign up for those things you sign up because you're talented yeah. and you're good at making music yeah. you don't sign up to suddenly be viral online and I think yeah. the pandemic because yeah as you said both helped and hindered like some people's as you said about Holly Humberstone she's done incredibly well the same with people like Griff there's been this like whole kind of boom of female artists that I've noticed at least who have just kind of exploded because of being locked away and they've had time to produce their own stuff and kind of work on their own image and do that all pretty much by themselves but at the same time it's also been a kick in the teeth to people who were just beginning to like really really get somewhere who were doing loads of tours and gigging loads and really really working really really hard because they've actually just been like not back down to where they were before because all of it was based on live yeah it's so hard I think the other thing is it's we're a sociable industry, you know, both yeah. from my side of it, from the business side and from an artist perspective, you know, we very much, we feed off people and being with people and fans and that, you know, that kind of response that you get when you play a show and, and you see the people in the crowd. And I think having that taken away has been really challenging for for both for artists and for, for people on my side of the industry, on the business side, you know, I, I'm sort of spending a lot more time at home you know, working from home, it's, it's not got any less busy because, you know, everyone's still trying to make a living and trying to make music and, and get it out there and think of new creative ideas and ways to reach fans during this time. But we're all doing it in a much more solitary way now. Like we're, you know, we're not in offices, we're not going to shows after after work, you know, we're not at festivals bumping into people going, oh, I saw your band did this thing and it was amazing. Like, I think we've really missed that connection. And in a way it's sort of, it's obvious in the way that the artists miss it because they're, they're not playing shows but we've really missed it as well and I think it's changed it's almost changed the nature of the way that we do business and the way that we all sort of work because we're used to having people around all the time that we run everything past we talk to about you know everything that's going on we're not generally used to sitting at home and all of our business being done via email or on zoom like it's it's a completely different way of working and I think that's been really challenging for for creative people and for sociable people of which you know a lot of us are I think it's hard quite hard to be an introvert in this industry yeah definitely and even the people I know who are slightly introverted say they go, go under the term as an extroverted introvert is that the way right, right way around yeah where like they're actually like they're really loud and chatty in public but actually they do like their downtime but at the same time yeah. they do still miss the fact that you know we could go out and we could meet people and I feel the same I remember festival season like 2021 actually bumping into people and like see and being able to like hang out in real life and seeing people you hadn't seen in so long because of the pandemic felt it felt like magical in this way that I never really experienced it before because you'd you don't know you'd just be walking around and be like oh my goodness like it's so nice to see you it's been so long and you were like wow I haven't done that in like two years and you forget how important it is to have those like in-person real life connections because 
again, as you said, so many of us get into this because we love hanging out with other people and we love that interaction and we, we love like having conversation and when we can't do that in real life, yeah. it kind of sucks. <laughs> it just has to be done via Zoom and like I would way prefer doing this in person. It's way more fun, but here we are on Zoom. Yeah. So yeah, here we are. What does a day-to-day in your life look like? Uh, I mean, pre-pandemic, I would have said boldly, no day is the same. You know, that's the great thing about management is that every day is different. You never know what's going to happen. And that is still the case. But it is a bit different now where we've been doing a lot of it from home. Yeah, I mean, every day is still different because it depends. It depends what, you know, what artists are busy, who's in campaign, what they're doing, you know, what we're what we're planning for. But yeah, this kind of the, the process of doing it in some ways, I've spent a lot more time sat at my desk at home than I have ever have before you know usually you'd be out on promo doing you know photo shoots video shoots tv appearances with artists you know all sorts of things like that and then going to going to gigs in the evening there's been a lot more sort of strategizing from home and you know all that stuff it's the same in some ways but it's also really different so yeah it's always really hard to say what a, what a typical day looks like because I don't think in management there are any typical days so it really depends what the artists are up to what their what their particular focus is you know one thing that I would love to be able to do more is to spend time kind of strategizing and being creative about you know particularly during this this kind of pandemic time of what are new ways that we can reach audiences what are you know what are ways that we can we can investigate whether it's you know there's obviously quite a lot going on in the nft space at the moment which you know i won't get into unless you really want to because it's i'm not quite sure how i feel about it but it's you know anything like that we have to be on top of we have to try and understand because we have to know whether or not to recommend to our artists that it's something that they ought to get involved in and so there's there's a lot of that but also it's a very management is a is a very kind of organizational job you know a lot of my day is spent with logistics organizing where people should be you know doing budgets and this sounds really boring but it's not it's because it's super important because you're trying to build a sustainable business around each artist and that's different for every artist depending what they're doing who is on your current roster and have there been any recent project releases that you want to give a little mention to yeah so um i'm part of the management team for emily sanday and she uh, released a new single on the 19th of january called brighter days and we're very much in in album camp- campaign with her her album is coming out on the 6th of May uh, which is super exciting so that's been yeah that's been keeping me really busy and also I I manage a band from America called We Are Scientists um, and they are just about to do an American tour which we had to we had to change various bits of it because of because of covid it was it was meant to be all in one go in february but we're keeping some of it in february and moving some of it to later on in the year because that's just what we have to do these days i also i co-manage an amazing artist called liz lawrence and we're just gearing up to go to south by southwest in march with her which we were supposed to be doing in march 2020 so it's really quite exciting that she got an offer again to do it this year and we're hoping fingers crossed that that's all going to go ahead looks like it will fingers crossed fingers crossed hope this dates well (laughs) yeah yeah me too hopefully oh goodness yeah but there's i mean there's quite a lot of projects i'm working on but yeah those that's that's a few of them i've got an amazing producer as well called thomas michener who's just finished making a record with the damned and he's in with a a band from birmingham at the moment that he's really excited excited about called love breakers so yeah so he's he's super busy everyone's busy it's good it's it's a good good place to be yeah it's really nice as well I think when everyone's busy and doing loads of stuff it makes you feel more motivated if everyone else has got this kind of like thrill and is like talking about the things they've got planned and their year ahead I feel like it makes everyone else feel way more excited because it just carries everyone else through 
if other people are positive, if everyone's on a bit of a downer, doesn't quite feel the same. Yeah, definitely. As you were saying, obviously, you manage like various different people, and then you also manage producers, you manage musicians themselves, etc. You work across like multiple avenues of big life. How do you balance your time and find the time to do everything? Is it a bit chaotic, or do you have any like really lovely wise words of wisdom that you can give that actually very helpful? <laughs> It's not chaotic, but it is very busy. I have found it has always been busy. I don't remember ever having a day that I would describe as a quiet day. But I love that, you know, it's 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 great to be busy. I, it does become difficult to balance it sometimes because you can't always... I can't, even though I, I work with various different artists, I can't choose for them all to have their campaigns come at different times. So, you know, sometimes I'll be in a situation where I've got a single release from one artist at the same time as an album release from another or something else going on. And those days can be can be quite bonkers. But it's just about being as organised as possible. You know, I'm quite detail-oriented, so I tend to worry quite a lot about the detail, which I think helps me definitely in my job, but probably makes it a little bit more stressful for me because I do worry about the detail. And I think when you're looking after lots of different projects, there's obviously a lot of detail that needs to be thought through. The other tip is to work with a great team. You know, you can't ever do any of this in isolation. You know, my team at Big Life is fantastic. We've got people who are, you know, much cleverer than me about things like social media and digital and content creation. And and I think, you know, one of my main learnings is to not just try and do everything yourself because there are going to be ways in which other people really enhance what you can do. And also if they are good at something that you're not necessarily good at, not only can you learn from them, but also they can do it much quicker than you. So it's about putting a value on your own time and going, what is it important that I do? And what is it important that just gets done? So yeah, it's all about good organisation and trying to remain calm when it feels like there's way too much going on and yeah, trying to work with a great team you know the the most important thing for for any artist is making sure that you put a good team around them and so that's a big part of our job is working with those teams and managing those teams and making sure that all the right people are doing what they need to do so it's about sharing that load between different people to make sure that you know the artist gets everything that they need I completely agree with that and even down to like what I do by say say this podcast for example this is just to anyone listening like I sub out a lot of things to freelancers because I know that they could do it way better than I can and it also frees up my time to do more things and I think although it makes it financially harder because if you do everything obviously you do it all yourself you just absorb it but at the same time it also makes everything a lot more efficient and you end up being a lot more productive if you give work to other people because everyone as you said everyone has better skills and you have to sometimes admit that someone is better at doing something than you and like even though sometimes I'll be like oh no but I'm really good at that but no sometimes if you just give it to someone else I'll be able to excel way better at it than you could ever have dreamed of and you'll be so so grateful that you decided to give it to them rather than like struggling on yourself absolutely yeah I mean there's been there's there have been loads of times where I have really struggled to do something and something's taking me so long to do. And I've realised afterwards it would have been so much more sensible just to find someone else that that knew what they were doing with that particular thing and use my time doing the things that I'm really good at. You know, I think that one of the most useful pieces of advice 
that I've ever been given and it wasn't anything to do with music specifically but was that you have to put a value on your own time and actually there are times when it's more you know it's actually better to go this is not something that it would be good for me to spend hours trying to work out how to do when I could ask someone who already knows how to do this and they can help me like you know it's just when we are involved in everything it always feels like it's important to do it all ourselves but actually it's not possible you can't do it all and you know I don't think we're doing our jobs properly if we're not putting the right teams together that can cover all of those roles a hundred percent hit the nail on the head (laughs) what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who is perhaps as you said has you got into it yourself started with student radio and is now not sure where to go and yeah isn't sure about how to get a career in the music industry perhaps they want to be an artist manager like yourself or they're just trying to like force a way in from a background of radio the best way to become a manager is to find an artist that you really believe in and ask if you can manage them like I know that sounds really obvious but I think people people think oh you've got to do a degree in management or you've got to you know you've got to work for an established management company in order to learn how to do it you can do those things and you can absolutely learn a lot and, and meet people through doing those things and work your way through but learning on the job is, is the best way to do it because the thing is you know it's a very different industry now than it was 16 years ago when I started like my route in wouldn't probably be the same as anybody's route in now and it changes all the time you know the nature of the job changes all the time and so it's really important to you know have good networks and meet people there's you know I think Twitter can be really useful for that you know finding finding people and following them and seeing what they do but but yeah I mean absolutely find an artist and learn while you're doing it you know if you if you're at college and there's a band that you really like and they don't you know they're sort of you know they're just starting out why don't you say you know I'm really interested in being a manager why don't we try and work together for six months and see what happens you know some of the greatest management relationships have been like it was someone's mate to start with and they grew and learned together as we said earlier it's not an easy way to make money so you need an entrepreneurial spirit particularly if you're going to go down that route you know there are as you know as as you can see from me there are management companies and therefore there are entry-level jobs and you can go in the way I went in which was to start on reception you know start as a team assistant assist people and learn how to do it that's definitely a great way to do it because also you get paid a salary for doing that not necessarily a big one but it's a starting point and it you know and it pays you to sort of learn on the job you can go straight in as a manager but you know it will take a while before your artist is making enough money because if you if you think about it you're earning a percentage of what they earn so for you to be on a livable wage they need to be earning a lot more than a livable wage and most artists starting out won't be so you will end up working across various different projects and trying to trying to earn money in that way I think just be aware that it's not an easy industry and it's harder and harder to make money but that there are lots of opportunities and there's so much amazing music being made and there's so many incredible artists and people that are producing themselves at home, learning to produce records at home. Like there is, there's so many people out there that need really good representation. So there's always going to be an opportunity to find a great artist or producer or, you know, creative person to work with. What will be harder is trying to make it a sustainable living. And you have to be aware of that when you go into it. People can be a little bit kind of distracted by the big money that the big artists are making and and think, oh management you're gonna you're gonna make loads of money it's really tough and you know the the majority of people it will take them a long time before they're at that point where they're making you know even a kind of decent livable wage let alone a kind of 
really good wage or you know so yeah just be aware that it's tough but that if you believe in it and you have a good plan and think that you you know you can create a sustainable business around the artist including paying yourself then absolutely go for it i think that's so true and i think again it's one of those things of it helps having more and more strings to your bow because if it means that an artist isn't as doing as well as you thought or something goes wrong as long as you've got loads of things that you can do as you said you can work across multiple different projects at the same time like that doesn't matter but again I think it's it's really important for people to be realistic and know that you know if there's not loads of money in it don't go into an industry thinking I'm gonna make big bucks if it's an industry that isn't full of that at the beginning or even like halfway through but I think it's important for the transparency because otherwise it gives people a very warped perception as to what they might want to go and do when they say finish uni or finish studying etc yeah yeah definitely and I think that awareness that you will need to work across various different things is quite important as well because I think it's just simple maths you know you're you're only earning your you know usually 20 percent of the profit of each artist that you work with and sometimes it won't be that so that you know you'll do other deals and so actually to do the maths to make that up to you getting 100% of a livable wage is going to be across various different projects and so you have to try and be careful to balance that with making sure that you don't overstretch yourself because you have to be available to your artists and it is it's difficult when you have one that is extremely busy and others feel neglected like that can be really hard but also there's a very few managers that could afford to work on just one artist that has one artist that's making enough money for them to just do that and so it's all about balance and making sure that you're not overstretching yourself but you're available and you know I've been guilty of that I've definitely taken things on because I've liked them and then found that I would love to put more time into it but not always been able to do that and you know certainly the pressures of the pandemic and the way that we make money having changed so much with there being no live for 18 months you know that changes the way that you have to do the job and and you know it's just something you need to be aware of if you're getting into any kind of any career in in music particularly one where you're generally going to be working on a commission-based structure is that you will be working across various different things and you have to try and find a way to balance that yeah 100 a little nice nice one here what has been a really big pinching moment for you i don't know if it's just one thing like one of the things that has always made me go oh wow i do something really awesome is when i can get people into shows that they wouldn't otherwise be able to see like I got my mum and dad into a really special Teenage Cancer Trust show at Royal Albert Hall that got them closer to one of their favourite bands than maybe they'd ever been in their life and you, you just kind of go it's a privilege to be able to have connections that allow you to do that yeah, for sure and and the other one for me is it's always about music like I love I love it when I'm working with an artist that I love and I'm one of the first people that hears something that they've made like that to me is like it's I don't know if that's exactly what you're what you're going for but to me that's a pinch me moment because it's like oh my god I'm so privileged that I get yeah. to be one of the first people that listens to this and they're interested in my opinion about it and I can tell them that I think this is amazing before you know the world gets to hear it like that's always been something that really excites me like is, is hearing things for the first time so so there's two I mean they're not kind of big this is an amazing moment but they're things that have made that make it really worthwhile for me I think really rewarding yeah I think that's really true as well about the privilege you must feel to 
like hear that thing for the first time and go wow like you've put your trust in me that you're going to show me this and we're going to listen to this together and you you really appreciate my opinion and you want me involved like again going back to the fact that music is music like you've got to love the music as the as the forefront that's a massive privilege to be able to listen to something and go like wow you've chosen to show me and you also like wholeheartedly believe in this like that's so I can't imagine that would just feel you'd feel really special I can imagine yeah. in, in that moment yeah it's brilliant and that word trust that you use is really important you know every every great management relationship is has to be completely based on mutual trust and mutual respect and the idea that you've been trusted with you know hearing that and and giving your opinion on it is something that I always find an immense immense privilege and yeah I love it it's great yeah 100% who is killing it at the moment that you just want to give a shout out any women and non-binary people whether they're artists or people that you directly work with who you just think are doing a great job oh my god there's so many there are so many people I wish I could I wish I could shout out everyone but yeah definitely want to shout out all of Gartland and her team you know they did an incredible job last year getting a top 10 record it was such a such a massive achievement and so well deserved and I work with her manager Claire who is just one of the best people in the world and she managed to do all of that whilst also having long Covid and you know quite debilitating you know being stuck at home and still managing to be an absolutely incredible kick-ass manager so she's a, a total inspiration to me always yeah other people there's a group on Facebook community called 2% Rising that I'd like to give a shout out to I met Katie to through doing Key Change, which was an amazing project that I've been on for the last two years. She was one of the other participants in that project. And uh, one of the things that she did along with a couple of other people, uh, uh, along with a producer called Rooks, set up a Facebook community called 2% Rising, which is aiming to be a safe space for women and gender minorities within particularly music production. They're doing amazing, amazing work and really helping people in that that world. And similarly, someone I literally only met this week on a zoom who was super inspiring is a woman called susan who's set up uh, an organization called crew gal she's up in the northeast and she's doing kind of training and opportunities for women and underrepresented people to get into live crew so specifically at venues and in live production to again try and redress some of the gender balance across some of those areas of the industry her energy was amazing and just really great to see people that are out there like doing it and actually making change rather than just saying this needs to change so yeah that's a couple of people I would I would shout out but there's hundreds of there's a lot of people doing awesome things like that you know key change I mentioned as well that in itself is brilliant and they've just announced a new cohort for this year so I'm really excited to see what all of those people do this year as well so it's good there's loads going on it's so exciting I feel like there's been such a rise the conversation that I feel like I've been having with people directly close to me for like quite a while yeah I feel like at least online it feels like it's really taken off in the last like couple of years and it's it's really exciting like I feel feel really privileged to be part of that conversation because I think it's so important just to more importantly just show that all of these jobs exist for people people who are leaving school and wanting to get into the music industry and going I'd love to do that but I don't even know what jobs are available which is I think one of the hardest things about the industry is often it feels so clouded by men working in multiple different positions and yeah it feels very clouded as to what jobs actually exist and just breaking it down into like a simplified 
version as to okay you could do this and there's this job within this management company and you could do all these different areas there's so many more jobs that we yeah like ever knew of that it's just never talked about totally I mean as I say I had no idea what management was until I started working for a company that did management like it's not something that you know that you grow up sort of dreaming of of doing necessarily because you don't see it it wasn't even that I didn't see it as a viable career I just didn't really know what it was existed yeah exactly and there's so many other elements of the industry that are like that you know there's so many ways to work with artists and creative people that that aren't the obvious ones and I think opening up those opportunities to more people you know people from backgrounds that wouldn't necessarily have thought of those as opportunities it it creates a better industry for all of us because it brings in new perspectives and it you know brings in real talent from places where maybe it hasn't been you know they haven't had access to to the music industry before so I do think that things are definitely moving in quite an exciting direction and I think a lot of a lot of people are really you know really trying to actually make change you know to make significant change in these areas and and widen out these opportunities to to more people and that you know that can only be a good thing for all of us yeah 100% thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast it's been really lovely to chat and and apologies to anyone who's had to sit through this and hear my really croaky voice I will link all of Kat's details down below so please go have a little look and see what she does and get involved online and yeah that's about it If you did enjoy this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe and ensure to share with your friends and post on Instagram. It's really lovely to see when you guys are listening to these episodes rather than just seeing random numbers on streaming sites. So I really hope you enjoyed listening to this. And as always, we'll be back next week with another beautiful guest.